all. See you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. And welcome back to The Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. I'm joined in the studio here by Alex Orlando and Leroy Marshall. What's up, Leroy? Good morning, man. How you doing? Doing good. Headphones working good? Uh, can you speak one more time for me, please? Hey, how's it going? Oh, thank you. Okay. I'll turn it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, we're here today. We're going to talk NBA. Julian Hosty will hopefully join us in the middle of the, in the, middle of the segment. Um, Jason Eberhardt sadly cannot come on. He has basketball. Last-minute meetings. Priorities, man. Yeah. Priorities. Student athletes, academic weapons. Mm-hmm. That's what we like to be here on the Letterman. <laughs> um, <laughs> today we have an interesting topic. You know, NBA got and go in the last couple weeks. <clears throat> but we want to sit here today and we want to tell you who we think the superstars of the NBA are. Now, of course, there's... It's a wide variety of definitions for that. Orlando, can you explain your definition? Because I, I thought it was really interesting what you are telling me before the show. So my definition of a superstar basketball player is a player that has an ability that just makes them unstoppable. Whether it's physical or I guess just, just physical. Not mental? Eh, I wouldn't say mental. I mean... They're, they're, you could. But you could, but like it's it's very rare. Yeah, there's only like a couple people that you can really say that have the mental game on point. Yeah, like Kobe. You walked in, you get Kobe's presence, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a rough one. Mm-hmm. I mean, perfect example is the Redeem team. I don't know if you guys watched that. Yes, I did. I did. I love it. Loved it. Loved every second of it. But Kobe setting the tone against Spain. No one else could, could be able to do that like that. That's the type of pl- that's the type of players that the NBA needs right now. We do. There's a lot of there's a lot of softness in in the NBA. There is. There's a lot of softness. Did you see seven, the seven technicals given in <clears throat> one quarter last night? To who? The Warriors. Really? In the Warriors Suns game, there were seven technicals given in one quarter. Oh and my god! Two, two of them were to Clay Thompson. I saw. Yeah, I know. I saw Clay and. Devin Booker, they were pretty much jawing all game. Um, I did not know Clay got two texts, though. Yeah, you got ejected. Wow. Anyone else get ejected? I don't think so. No. Oh, there he is. Fozzie Bear himself. Fozzie Bear. <laughs> hey, we were just talking about the seven technicals that I had last night in that Warriors game, man. So we're talking about superstars. I'll give you the Google definition. You guys want to know? Google definition describes it as a high-profile and extremely successful pr- pr- performer or athlete. So, many different definitions. Your definition: one has to have a skill. Google's going, or they're just all around unstoppable. Exactly. I mean, someone's getting a phone call. Is it me? No, it's not. I don't have my ringer on. Unbelievable. Who's doing that? So we'll get into it. I mean, name. Let's name who we think our superstars are. Like individually, yeah. I think we all should say LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Gotta agree with LeBron. Gotta go with Giannis. Giannis, yeah. He has definitely taken that step over the last couple years. I think Kevin Durant. Yeah, Mm. come on, stop the nonsense. (laughs) 
As much as I hate him, I have to agree. Yeah. Giannis. Or, excuse me, KD. <laughs> God. How sorry. can you hate Giannis? What? I said, how can you hate Giannis? No, you can't. Yeah. You can't hate Giannis. He's just so lovable. The Greek freak? You can't. You have your sneakers. I do have the freaks. I think Ja. I think Ja is a superstar now. I feel like he's. he's Th- that's debatable. Room. I would say he's a superstar. I think he's in that stratosphere. I think he's a superstar. I think he will be at least. Yeah. From what I've seen so far, I think he will take that next step. If you don't want to give it to him now, after the season, he will be. So if you don't want to give it to him now. Yeah, I say Ja is a superstar too. Happy everyone agrees with that. How about Kyrie Irving? I think you have to. I think Kyrie's a superstar. Yeah. I think he was a superstar. Wow. He was a superstar. When did he not become a superstar? When he left Cleveland. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know either. <clears throat> I can't agree with you on that one. Like, he, he, he's an all-star player. <clears throat> I'm not saying he's not, like, a very good player. But I, I don't think I can consider him a superstar. He's not like the best of the best. Okay. I, 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 can't I mean, I can't. I think he's still point guard wise, at least still top. And and three, four. Top for me too, it's like yeah, I, I, I need to trust this. For me too, I need to trust this guy at the end of games. And Kyrie has shown me in the past couple of years I cannot trust him in games. He showed he even showed me in Cleveland. Other other than the shot, what? Other than that shot, what did he do in Cleveland? He sat there while LeBron took the shots. For, didn't LeBron and Kyrie have forty apiece one game in the finals? I mean, LeBron's LeBron's undoubtedly one two in the goal conversation. Yeah, no, he's two. He's undoubtedly one two in the goal conversation. He's obviously gonna be the guy with the ball in his hands, especially in that situation. Yeah, and now he, you're, in, you're except in, for this season. I don't know why, but yeah, he's used on the court, man. <laughs> that guy's not a superstar. <laughs> At least not in this situation. Please. Not anymore. Not in this situation. Not I still anymore. think I think Russell Westbrook is still a very good player. He's just in a very bad situation for himself. I mean he's just the type of guy, Russell Westbrook. He has to be the ball dominant guard and he has to be the one man show. It's not even it's not even about being ball dominant. He I don't even think it's that. And I, I him. I was listening. Yeah, it's just like the one man show. Yeah. I, mean. I was listening to Charles Barkley opening night talking about it, and he was going, saying how the Lakers have literally just drained all the happiness that Russell Westbrook had for basketball, just drained it out of his body. He does not look happy out there. He does not look. He he's not having fun. Yeah. The whole the whole point of like all these sports is to have fun, and Westbrook has lost that going to the Lakers. To be honest, you—he saw—he saw where he was going to, roster-wise. You knew who. I feel like he knew what he like what he what he's good at. And you went to a team that already had a guy like that, and now you guys are both in a situation, LeBron and Westbrook, that you're you're on a team that's not built for you, both of them. Well, what about the other guy too, AD? AD, I, he's. A, I feel like the team's built for AD. You know, you have a ball. He's he's the big. I think that's what, what he wants to be. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the number one guy in LA. No. He's supposed to be, but. You still have to say it's LeBron. No, it's it's definitely LeBron. I just don't think the big three works. You know. Yeah. I think LeBron and I think LeBron needs to be around a shooter. I think if you put a shooting dominant yeah. point guard there, I think it fixes a lot of their problems. That, shooting fixes all the problems at the moment. <laughs> that is true because they are a very good defensive team. They are. Um, 
I did see a tweet this morning that said, with all the chaos with going on with the Lakers, we still have 2020. So the AD trade was a success. It's the bubble year, man. I mean, it's everyone. Everyone was Like, can't do nothing about it. It's gonna be so hard to like not. Like, I hate putting asterisks on finals. I really do. Because, like, it's the biggest asterisk that everyone talked about was the one 2021 with Giannis. Oh, well, this superstar was injured and this superstar was injured. Who? Kawhi. And then, yeah, but then you had James put, Harden was injured. Then you had to put asterisks on oh. Kawhi's ring. Exactly. And I was like, I was like, technically, if you want to do that, then you got to put an asterisk on Kawhi's ring. you got to put an asterisk on the Golden State Warriors ring. No Kyrie, no Kevin Love. Yeah, for 2015 and 2015. 2018, because LeBron it was literally LeBron out there. There's LeBron yeah. and Matthew Dellavedova. Yeah, I feel like you, you just can't you can't put asterisks. Exactly, people, people are playing it, situations. People, people like to play the what if game. And guess what? You know, it's just the situation they're in. You can only win in a situation that's that's that's, that's given to you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's a pandemic going on. They had to go to a bubble. LeBron won the bubble. Everyone else was there. Everyone else was in the bubble. Everyone was still playing basketball. I wonder what people are going to think about it like 20 years down the line. It'll probably just be the bubble year, you know? Yeah. but like, Just like it is now? Yeah. Bubble year. Like, I feel like no one talks about the NFL season that, like the year after, but there's like no fans in those games. I feel like that's a big part of it. That cardboard cutouts. Yeah. I think that's a little different, though, because... It's, yeah, of course, it's 100% different. You're not in like one stable, you know? It, it's obviously 100% different, but I'm saying it's not the same as it was before and, and now after it. We don't put asterisks on that Super Bowl. We don't. Not saying you should. Who was in that Super Bowl? I don't know. 20 Chiefs was, that, was that the Chiefs 49ers? Chiefs Bucks. Oh, Chiefs Bucks. Chiefs Bucks, yeah. Chiefs 49ers was a month before. 2019. A month before chaos. <laughs> yeah. Well, chaos was already ensued, but. Yeah. Back to superstars, though. I, I, like, I like Orlando's list. I'm looking at Orlando's list. Yeah, I like it too, man. I think what's your list? There's one, person, your list? there's one person that you could probably, that, depending how the year goes. I like I. I think not putting hard in there hurts. I think I think this might be a little. Damian Lillard. Yeah, Dam- I have Damian Lillard not a superstar. I'm fine with that. And I, I only just, say that because I don't consider Trey Young a superstar, and I'm taking. And I'm Trae also Young fine with that over Damian Lillard right now. <sighs> I can't agree with that. That's but hard. That's that's the New York in me. I'll say it. that's probably the that's probably the Knicks in me. <laughs> no, you don't like that. That's the Knicks in me. <laughs> that's I, the Knicks. I, I like Damian Lillard better. Just but. Because you wanted him? Yeah. <laughs> I think Tatum. Has to be. Has to I think Tatum's a superstar. Yeah, I think he, he definitely he's definitely elevated himself to that status last year. I mean, he he's made the playoffs pretty much every year. Being the guy. He's been the number one since, yeah, 2017, when it's his rookie year. Has he, though? With Kyrie there? Kyrie was injured. Yeah, Kyrie forgot. I forgot. That, that was a fever dream. <laughs> Kyrie was injured. He was that. He only, he only Kyrie was that. injured. They made, they made it to the uh, the conference, conference finals. finals yeah. yeah, took LeBron to a game seven. I think Jason Tatum was a superstar last year. Yeah, yeah. I think I, so too. And he's going to keep continue to show it. I think. Yeah, Tatum and Brown, if they can keep that together in Boston the next decade, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun years over there. It is, and then a lot of disappointment in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. They have, they have it figured out. They really do. The the Celtics again, if they can keep those two together, will be very dangerous. Will. I, I think Jalen Brown's honestly a borderline superstar. I want to say he's I there. I think he's just an all star. Yeah, 
I, I didn't even think of his name, honestly. Yeah, neither did I. You just know we're on. Not saying, not saying he's obviously, but I think. He's just an all-star player. Yeah. yeah. He's a good number two. It's not Pippen. No. 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 <laughs> no. no. Pippen back then, was, I think, was pretty close to a superstar or not if was a superstar. No, he was. Even two. after he Jordan was. left, we know what they, what they did those yeah. two years. They still <clears> were very – they were still a top three team in the East. Obviously, they had Pippen a was MVP candidate, was he not? Yeah. He, he was still – that roster was still very good, obviously. But oh, yeah. You took out. You took out. The yeah. GOAT! The sneaker guy. Yeah. Dream team himself. Now, I have both Embiid and Jokic as superstars. So I think um, that's obvious. That's, they're no. both on a tier of their own. I think those are the only two big men you can honestly play. In the, the way they style. move, their shooting abilities, Jokic's playmaking. I think that, them and Giannis are the only big men you can honestly say that are superstars right now. Absolutely, yeah. If we're going like the 4-5 route. So you want to say Anthony Davis? No. No. Not anymore. You can't. Two years ago, yes. With the amount of games he misses. New Orleans Pelicans, Oh yeah, New into, Orleans you Pelicans. Can't go into the was saying, a top five like, player in the NBA. You can't go into game, the year saying like, hopefully he plays fifty him, games. It was him and D, and D Cousins. Drew Holiday. With Drew, yes. Drew. That was a good team. That was a solid team. And then disaster struck. Then <clears throat> Golden State just manhandled them in the first round. Well, Demarcus Cousins tore his Achilles mm-hmm. right right before the All Star break. Yeah. I was watching that game too live, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, well. Good season, boys. Good season. They were, I think, they were the three seed going into the All Star break. The Pelicans. They were a high seed. They were. Oh my God! Yeah. Hmm. They were the eighth seed that year, though. Were they not? Yeah. They well, finished at the eighth. Seed. They lost to Marcus Cousins. AD got injured. Naturally. The two guys that Orlando does not have superstars that I like. But I think after this year, they definitely have a bigger case. Is Zion and Donovan Mitchell? I completely underplayed the, the impact Donovan Mitchell have on Cleveland. And I think Zion, the way he already started the year, by the end of the year, I think we'll both t- be talking to those guys yeah, who are super. Yeah. I could agree with the Zion take. Hey, let's not talk about Zion, man. I think Donovan Mitchell's just a good scorer. I think there's a difference. I just think you got to talk like the I mean, impact he has in Cleveland, at least as of right now that we're looking at. It, I I thought like not a lot would change. Like obviously he's a good scorer, but I didn't think he would like bring that like that type of mentality. He's been playing really good defense over Very there, too. Good. He has a defensive game in him. He has so. slides, man. Talk about ball, 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 ball. Who are we talking about in the corner of that day? Uh, ben Simmons. That's who it was. I don't want to talk about him right now. But I can't put Donovan Mitchell hey. with Tatum and Embiid. No, 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 no. I'm saying after this year. After this year. It wasn't a foul. But he has. He had four. He had five. He's fouled out twice. In two in three games. Yes. He has. He has seven points. But like I said, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with Ben Simmons scoring seven points. Well, I do. I do have a problem with have a problem. Ben Simmons scoring seven scorer. points in three games. He's not a scorer. He's not a scorer. He's there for Okay, but he should he should rebound. be able to score at least no. five points five to ten points a game. He got not, seven. Not two. No, he's he has seven points total. No. Oh Lord. I don't think uh, uh. I think he had seven points in the first game. I think he had he had, he had ten he had points, four in, points in the first game. He is definitely not a oh, superstar. So seven, six, and four. It's no, terrible. You guys don't crucify Draymond for doing it. No one crucifies Draymond. Hey, yeah, actually, Draymond's probably. Just Draymond doesn't foul out. Hey, hey, guess what? He's zero percent from three. He he attempted one last game. Well, at least he's. You know, he tried it. You're open shooting. <sighs> at least, sort of at least he's at. He has more than five assists a game. Listen, he's not. Ben Simmons is there to play defense, facilitate the ball, 
and score and score and transition and get some rebounds and get boards. That's all he's there for. Well, you don't need him to go out there and drop 15. He's not 20 doing points. that the first three games. It's hey. the first three games. He hasn't done it. It's it's an early season, man. It's only the first week. I'll fight him. He only has one steal though, so I don't really like that. Cousin, you've been fouled out for those two games. Man, better stop reaching. Like I said, how many? How many? How many? Well, how how long has been since he played? And you, you expect him to just go out there and play the best? Per- you know, it's gonna take him a minute. Game seven of the Eastern semis against the Hawks. That was the last time. So it take him time to get back into the whole. You know what they call foul? He's playing street ball. That was the last time. You know, they don't have refs out there. In street he hasn't ball. been playing street ball. You don't know that. She would go out there. He'll he'll airball one ball and be like, ah, I'm not good for this. I can't do this anymore. That's what he would do. It's just his brand. You have Katie and Kyrie out there. And also with other people, like you still have Seth Curry out there. I don't, Joe is Harris. He, is he back yet? Yeah, Joe Harris. Joe, Joe, Joe Harris, Harris has a good, good game. Yeah, ben Simmons is not score. He's the last option. You know what? It's I would rather have Joe Harris and Seth Curry taking shots over Ben Simmons, obviously. And Patty Mills. Even Patty Mills, man, yeah. Patty freaking Mills. Cam Thomas. Good team. Patty Mills. Royce O'Neal? Patty Mills oh. is a cone. Royce O'Neal is a goat for the Toronto game. I love Royce O'Neal. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, back to the convo. Curry and Luca. Yeah. Just gonna intertwine them. Both superstars. I don't think there's much, nothing. Luca was fantastic to watch last night. Oh yeah, thirty-seven points. Missed the game winner though. Come on, man. It's all right, man. I'm kidding. It happens. Hey, yeah, at least it happens. Took it. At least he took it. I don't agree with him taking a fadeaway three from thirty feet, but you know. I'm gonna be honest with you. This, you got thirty-seven points. Not too, you can do whatever you want. There's not. Too, there's not too many people like Luca can, can almost shoot any shot, and I'll be all right with it. Almost any shot. I I don't know. Again, fadeaway three. He's not a big fadeaway guy. I will give you that. He's not from thirty. He's more of a he's more of a shooter. I'll give him that. But if anyone wants to take the last shot, I'll admit him. Oh yeah, no, it's got to be Luca. Yeah, like we all. He wants to shoot the ball. That's it. Luca doesn't like get hot. He just like like and I saw him plenty of times yesterday. He's driving, looking the pass. Everyone's defending the pass, and he just puts a layup up. They're more worried about Luca's. Passing ability that has scored. Which is a very ability. underrated part of his game. Oh my god, yeah. Very underrated part. He goes out there and gets you eight to ten assists a game. He's just an offensive weapon. He'll go out there, give you 30 points and 10 plus assists. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, his defense might never get better. It's all right. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Not no, he's not out there. He's not, he's not no, bad defender. No, he's not, he's not calling out there. He's not Chris Paul. But you also not expect him to go He's out a big there. body, though. Yeah. He's 6'7. So, I mean, yeah, he's a generally just going to be good, like, yeah. in people's way, but he's not. He's not calling any, but he's not going to go out there and just right. completely shut down somebody. How about Kawhi Leonard? I'm 50-50. He's a superstar. He's, he, I'm 50-50. Why? Because he's a player. You have to release him. You have to, he's a superstar. I think by in like a month we could we could have a more Can, uh, definitive answer. Yes. I think in a month we'll have a more definitive answer. I'll say San Antonio Kawhi is a superstar. I yes. Don't even say that. What about Toronto? Toronto. To- Toronto Raptors Kawhi was a superstar. And even, even Clippers. Even, yeah, he just was injured last year. That's the point. If Kawhi, if Kawhi does not get, if Kawhi does not get injured, the Suns don't make the finals. It. I haven't seen it. What do you mean you haven't seen it? I haven't seen he it. He puts up consistent numbers every time. Consistently on the number one offensive ball handler of the opposing team. And people are usually honestly going to look at him as an offensive player. No. Which is crazy in my opinion. He averages 25 points a game. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. I don't see consistent here. 
Or scroll up for me a little bit. I played one game. Hmm. No, he played two. two. He played two. Okay. He's still getting. He's still getting his legs under him though. All right. I mean, yeah, he didn't even play last night. The only way I say he's not really. I mean, he did decline in 2020. He didn't even average 25 points per game. What do you average? 24.8. Oh boy. 24.8. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> he's declining though. That's what that uh, shows. Me. What are you doing in the playoffs though? Until you until you got injured. Just look at those stats. Yeah? Yeah, look yeah. at that. 13 points game seven against the Nuggets. Mm. What, what do you mean that, huh? Uh, I thought superstars show up, huh? That's another reason. In the bubble, the Nuggets beat the Clippers. I, I wasn't talking about the bubble year. I was talking about the year after. They said before he got injured. I didn't say the year he was healthy. He didn't play last year or the year after that. That's he, when he played in ACL. the playoffs until he tore his ACL game four that against is true. the Jash. He didn't even tear his ACL. He partially tore he his partially ACL. Partially tore it. In basketball, come on. You know, not these guys doing basketball genies. <laughs> Look at his stats that year in the playoffs. And then you tell me if he's not. 2021. I'll tell you this, fun fact. He had the most game score, so if we're going to advanced stats here, most game score ever in the first eight playoff games for any player in their career. That's more than Michael Jordan. I don't know if you can. Okay. Game score? How many games? 11? 11. That's not bad. That's, that's good. I missed that. I did. What? I just didn't really – I don't. I didn't watch the Clippers. 30 points in 11 games. Yeah, I was 30 points. That's good. It's damn good. That's superstar level. I just think he has to prove – he has to prove it to me again. I'm not going to sit up here and say Kawhi's an all-star. He's the dynasty killer. Shut up. What? Dame was the dynasty killer. My boy Dame Lowe was ended the whole PG-13 – Paul George MVP. That candidate. wasn't a dynasty. Now, I'm saying that's the start of one. That, that could have been the start of one. No. And then he stopped the whole James Harden, no. White Howard nonsense. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of duos that guy broke up in West. No. You I mean, him? he broke up the duos, but they weren't dynasties. No, Kawhi Leonard no. broke up dynasties. He ended the Miami Heat. He he did it so bad. LeBron said, "I'm going back to Cleveland." <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. 2019, a lot of people got injured, but Kawhi still won. And Katie said, I'm going to go to Brooklyn. Once again, I think he, he entered. I, I, I still think. I think Clay Thompson's out for a year after Kawhi. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> <There's nothing laughs> <outside time. laughs> I'm just saying, he's the dynasty killer. Devin Booker, man. Talk He is not a superstar. No. no. I like I said, he's, no, just he's just an all star. He's, he's just a fringe a superstar. He's just a good scorer, in my opinion. Yeah. That's it. That's all I can really give him. Because defensively. I want to say he's his his teammate. Mediocre. Yeah, let's say he's just average. Mediocre average. Uh, on defense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he can hold his own against some. As long as you're not a liability, I feel like. Like yeah. if you're not cone, you're all right. You'll be all right. Now, Jimmy Butler. Is I think I think he is. He's one of the closer people. I think he is. I would be okay if people say he is, and I'm okay if people say he is. If that makes sense. Jimmy that's, Butler is not afraid of closing the game. He's right. not afraid of taking a shot. That, that's I that mental aspect, though. Remember? I said something that physically sets you apart. Jimmy Butler has that mentality, you know? He doesn't care when it is. He's going to shoot mm-hmm. the rock. He doesn't care if he's 3 for 15. He's going to continue shooting the rock because he knows, I'm that guy. And if no one else is going to shoot the ball, I'm going to shoot the ball. 
What do you think, Leroy? Jimmy? Yeah. <clears throat> I think Jimmy is a superstar, yes. He showed it to me. He showed it to me two years in a row. I mean, Bubble, and then a year he's after. He's taking a Miami Heat team that I think without Jimmy Butler wouldn't even be in the conversation. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even sniff in the finals. No. And honestly, might not even be sniffing in like the top four or five seed without. That's all I have. Oh. Okay. Paul George. No. <sighs> He's French. I'm okay with saying no. It's hard to I'll say. say no. It's hard to say no. How? It's not though. It's not though. It's at not. the same time, it's not. He's like a different. He, I, I think it's a lot closer conversation. Him and him and Kawhi are basically the same convo. It's just that I would put say Kawhi is and he isn't. Yeah. Because Kawhi has proved that he can do it, and Paul George has. Now Paul George did come back from. Insane. Yeah. No, he did. The, what were they called him? I don't even remember what they were called him. It was, it was a bad nickname. I don't know. Playoff P? No. Does. No. No, his, his knee injury. Oh. They, they were calling him a bat. I forgot what the nickname was. I don't know that's what they how, were that's how, that's, how, that's how fast he bounced. That's how he bounced back, though. Indiana Pacers, Paul George, man. That was different. <laughs> now, now, Indiana Pacers, Paul George? He was a superstar. Yes. Even, in the, even on the Thunder. Yeah, no, he. His last year with the Thunder, yeah, it was 28 points per game. I mean, even the Clippers. 2.2 2 steals. He was, he, it's hard to say no. It really is hard to say no for Paul George. But why? What? He's one of the better two He's top five two way player yeah, in, I was in the league. Say that. Yes, he is. That's true. But I feel like we would say yes if he was the guy there. That's okay. I mean, I feel like we. Even what he does, like, we know Kawhi's there. We don't. We don't have to say because that's that's the thing about the Clippers too. That's why they're going to be so dangerous. Is because they have two guys that can close it down whenever they want. But can they work together though? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. It was going to work again if Kawhi did not get injured. Okay. The the Clippers would have ran through the Suns, and honestly, I don't know. I don't know if they run through the Bucks because they're healthy at that no. point. No, Milwaukee's no, very no, hard no, to beat the playoffs. To give you fifty. When they had, when the Suns had Honest Big Man, I don't know. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis Antetokounmpo, that would have been. I oh, mean, we we saw it, we saw it once before, and Kawhi Leonard by himself in Toronto, yeah, two d- up, beat him in six games. The now goes. you give him Paul George, you give him Reggie Jackson, you have Ty Lue. <laughs> Ty Lue. Reggie Jackson was <laughs> the Giannis third player, player you mentioned. Giannis is also one. Reggie of the Jackson stepped up that playoffs. He did. He did. Though, that gets better every year. So did uh, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann played. Yeah, he had like a thirty-point game. I'm pretty sure against the Suns. He had a forty-point game. It was a forty against the Jazz. The Jazz. The, the close the closeout game against the Jazz. He had a forty-point performance, like seventy percent shooting. The Jazz were the first seed that year. Wow. Yeah. And now, are they three three one? Four now. No, they lost the game. They did. Mm-hmm. You stink on ice, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> What about Lamella Ball? No. Can he be a superstar? One day, yes. Right now, Can no. Yeah. 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 He's How like about... in the same boat as Cade Cunningham, I guess. Whoa. He's probably a little bit How about Shy Gilgus Alexander? Nah. You don't think he can ever be a superstar? I don't think he could ever be a superstar now. Wow. I think he'll always be just an all star player. You don't know who I'm going to say. What? RJ Barrett. No. <laughs> no, honestly, I think RJ Barrett can be there. No. 
No, I don't, I don't think I ever see RJ being like a super superstar, like one of those guys that you can defend inside. But I hopefully he becomes a star. I mean, if he if he can take if he can take that step this year, and to being an all star, then I think the conversations will start heating up for him. But until then, he he needs to show that. All star, at least in my opinion, from what I see, is just an all star. You know, not saying like he's a star. Yeah. Only reason I'll see RJ Barrett being a superstar if he takes over that team and he's the man of that team. Yeah. Which I think he needs to do this year. He needs to. It's hard to say because these guys come in so young. So, come on. so. Not, not everyone can come in like LeBron at 18, 19, just ah. destroying the league. Kobe, Kobe did destroying. It. That's what I'm saying. Kobe, Kobe did it. Destroying. LeBron, yes. Kobe, the, no, yeah. Ah. Come on. LeBron destroyed the league. Yeah, his first year. His rookie year, he did. He did. I on. mean, he did. I'm not saying his team not, did. This team, like, come on. LeBron himself was. Come on. He came in and like, wow. He brought that team to, from what? 17 wins to 30 or something. I saw a statistic the other day. There uh-huh. are four players in NBA history that have averaged over 20 points per game their entire career. LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Ugh. And Joel Embiid. And we're going to take a short little break. When we come back, we're talking about college basketball. Keep it locked here at 90.7 WCOH. It's Lindsay Scorey, social media coordinator, and you're listening to WCLH 90.7, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Keep it locked. My name is Trevor, and I want to invite you to tune in every Tuesday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on WCLH 90.7 FM for Ambassador Radio. Ambassador Radio is your source for new, classic, and obscure Americana, world, jazz, blues, psychedelia, and so much more. Each week, we mix things up, kind of like this. That again is Ambassador Radio every Tuesday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on WCLH 90.7 FM. Hey, this is Jason from The Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Remember to keep it locked. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section and after dad's back injury. They helped when you were in pain and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Trouble with opioids can start at home with unused medicines such as pills, patches, and syrups. You can remove the risk and protect your family. Find out how at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. And welcome back to the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. 
I'm in the studio with Leroy Marshall. Leroy. How you doing, man? We're doing good, you know. It's a good Wednesday. Sun's out. It's freaking hot. <laughs> it is hot outside. It is hot for no reason. End of October, and it's going to be 60 all week. Okay, looking forward to Saturday, man. Oh, yeah. Saturday's going to be a fun game. Yes, sir. Got a lie coming, coming, coming to town. 64 degrees, game start at mm. 12 o'clock. Feel good, man. Sun's out. Guns out. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're here to talk some college basketball. Uh, no need to talk MLB. Just, you know. Yeah, man. We got until Friday, man. Aaron Nola was announced the game one starter, though. Zach Wheeler is game two starter for the Phillies. We don't know that for sure. No, it is. They already said it. They already said it. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that. but I wouldn't have either. I'll get into those comments on Friday. There you go. Um, College basketball. As you know, on this show, big UConn fan. Great UConn fan. UConn Ooh. should is going out of the way this year. Did you know that? Did you know? All the way. All the way. Yakers. Calling it now. Calling it now. I love Calling it. it now. I love it, man. I love Hurley's it. Hurley's Army. I love it. Winning the Big East. Oh, this top 25 here, Martel. Mm. What, do you th- of, what do you think about it? It's a lot of shakeup, man. I don't like... I said this Monday, and I'll say it again. I don't like Creighton at 9. Uh, me either. Creighton has not shown anything in the Big East for for you to tell me that they're the ninth ranked team in the NBA or excuse me in the NCAA. It's outrageous. I also don't like Dayton at I don't like Dayton at twenty four. I think it's ridiculous that Dayton made the list over UConn. UConn should be on this list. There's a lot of teams in here that went further in the March Madness last year. That's not even up here. And they have Dayton up here. And then San Diego State. But San Diego State's not bad, though. They're, they're not they're, bad, but... They're a good basketball program. There's some teams that got receiving votes that made March Madness last year, went far, and is not even in the top 25. But you know, man, the committee thinks what they want to think. They pick who they want to pick. Did Dayton even make... No, they did. Yeah. There's Rutgers, Iowa, Ohio State, Wyoming, all receiving votes. Xavier receiving votes. That makes sense. Toledo Toledo received the vote. Virginia, Tech, Memphis. They haven't really done anything. Memphis, Memphis. is not bad, though. Isn't Imani Bates still there? No, not anymore. Where did he go? Imani Bates... Monty Bates has a felony charge. He's, he's what? He has a felony charge on his on his record. What did what did he find time to do that? October thirteenth. Oh, so he he's just not playing this year. He's not even he was not even at Memphis anymore. He transferred to Eastern Michigan. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. 
So he's now at Eastern Michigan, but is he going to play? No, he would not play. Wow. Due to NCAA protocol. <clears throat> it's, it's like, it's sad to see the fall of, like, these young guys. Like, he was the number one recruit two years ago. Yes, he was. Went to Memphis, had, you know, a bad great, year. But he's still a great basketball player for him. Yeah, still a great basketball player, but just had a bad year at Memphis. Decided to not go to the draft, which, very smart decision. Well, I don't know if you can call that smart decision now. Because now, with his felony charges, is he even going to get looked at? Do you know what it is? Or I read before... um, I heard he fell asleep in his car with a gun on his lap. Oh, wait a minute. And that was a, him? I thought that was... um. And had a DUI. No, that was James Booknight. Okay. Can I see this again? Hold up. Yep. Unless, unless they, have, they both did it. Because <laughs> that, that's what I heard uh, what happened with James Booknight. Is that he was... <clears throat> now I'm looking at it news now. I just typed in Amani Banks. Now it's saying for any charges against former top recruit Amani Banks to be dismissed. Well, that's good. By this week. Okay. Well, that's good then. Then he should be... Not good, but better. Better off. <laughs> yes, Amani Banks was arrested September 18th and charged with carrying a concealed weapon... And I was saying ID marks on a firearm. Hmm. Yeah, man. Interesting. But let's go back. Let's take a backtrack now. Let's go back to the top 25. Anything else you don't like about the top 25? I don't like how... Our defending champs are sitting at fifth. Yeah. It, it is a bit odd to have two teams they beat in the final four. Yeah. Actually, Gonzaga didn't even make it there. Gonzaga lost in the Sweet of 16. They did. I, again, I, I think Gonzaga is the most overrated program. Yes, they are. In college yes. basketball. They're not a basketball school, in my opinion. So what would you give them? There's a school out in out in Washington that has a, a a decent basketball team. So you're just saying they they're just good kids go to school, get good grades, and then they, they just play basketball for fun. They play basketball for fun. They they have a really good coach, and they get really good records. And then when it comes to prime time, they ain't ready. They're not a basketball school, and I don't care. But, that's selfish, but they're not. They don't have a championship. But I don't understand why did the committee take Houston over Kansas? Well, I know they had really good recruits this past year. Let me look at their roster. It brings it up for me. They only had two freshmen. Three. Yeah, I bought Amanda Sharp. I know is good. 
They added no, three. No. They added three new players to their team. Their whole team stayed the same. They were a pretty good team last year too. They were. They wish they would give you like ESPN. Step it up. <laughs> no, but I mean Houston. Houston is gonna always be a good team. I think Houston has finally made it back. Not to, you know, the five slamajama era. Houston. Because, I mean, that's that's just like a... That was something special for Houston. But I think they made it back for, to relevance in the basketball aura. Mm-hmm. And they're going to run the American. I, they run the American every year. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Now, seeing Memphis right outside of the top 25... Excites me because I know the Americans' competition is getting better. Yeah. And they don't... So, because UConn used to be the American. Competition yeah. competition was never bad. It wasn't bad. But it wasn't It wasn't Big East. It wasn't. No. To be fair, UConn also was not the team that they were when they went to the American. Those were the dark days of UConn basketball. True. It was bad. But you know what? We finally made it back to the Big East. Last year was supposed to be a step. Didn't really take a step. Kind of, we were kind of the same thing as 2020. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I feel good about this year. We got Donovan clinging. No more recruit in Connecticut. As of right now, as a state, <clears throat> UNC is... The number one team. Yes. In this ranking. I'm surprised Zach isn't here to tell us that. But I, I agree with it. That most of the whole team is returning. They played good last year. They had a great, great game in a championship game against Kansas. That's a rematch I want to see this year. Kansas, North Carolina? Yes. That was a fantastic game. I'll give fantastic. you that. And then Kansas showed why. Showed their defense. They showed what they were doing all tournament long. North Carolina too, in that second half. Both teams lived up to their names. Mm-hmm. But Kansas dug down deeper. And finished the game off. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised seeing Baylor rank this high. I'm so I'm surprised too. Like don't get me wrong, I think they should be ranked. I'm also surprised to see Duke rank this high because mm. I don't know what they're gonna do without Coach K or how they're gonna play. This is the first year without Coach Coach K in college basketball. This is gonna be weird. Yeah, for UNC, Armando Bancott returns. Yeah. R.J. David returns. Caleb Love returns, too. That was their three last year. That was their big three last year. Yeah. That got everything done. Well, and Mark Williams. Yes. And does Mark Williams return? Mark Williams is on Charlotte. Nope. So, boom. You also got to remember, Armando Bancott, he went down with an ankle injury last year. That is true. In the final four. Yep. And then still played the championship game and went down again with the same ankle problem. So I have a feeling if 
Bangkok finished that game. Healthy. Healthy and all. We'll see a, a difference. Not a big difference, but a difference in that UNC team and might have pulled out a win. I mean, we'll see what they do this year. I think with Duke, the, th- the no threat of I, – I got to be honest. I don't think Duke's going to be too much of a threat without Coach K. Yeah, Coach K puts a spark in that, on that team. Yeah. Like, I think the only reason why this team was that good last year was because it was Coach K's final year. Yes. AJ Griffin's not here, right? No, he got drafted. He got drafted. So why is he on the roster? But it's the same thing how Michael Jordan did it. He got didn't play his NBA when he got drafted, didn't play his first year, was able to go back to college and play there and get a degree. So that might be the might be the way the reason why he's still on this roster. Only it could also be a mistake. It also can be. Or it could be somebody else. This is also going to be a very young team, as Duke usually tends to be. But, again, I don't really see anything coming from this team. Who's the coach now? Um, their assistant. Um, they, don't even sh- they don't even show up here. They have a kid from Turkey on the team. Stanley Borden. Seven feet, 240. From Istanbul, Turkey. They do have bigs, though. I can tell you that. No, no, they do. They do have some bigs and do have guards. They have a hometown kid, too. Senior Max Johns. Maybe he gets some playing time this year. They also got another close-to-home freshman, 7'1", 245. Philadelphia. Yeah. They got they got height. I'll tell you that now. It, it again. It's just how are they going to respond when the things get tough? Like especially in the middle of that ACC. Once once January February once, once February hits. Once you start playing your inner your inner conference ACC, you'll play Clemson, you'll play UNC, all those teams that were that are good. That some of them even made the list for March Madness. I want to see what happens. Especially Miami. Miami, I'll tell you right now, Miami will have a year. I like that take. Miami will have a year. After what I seen last year in in the ACC tournament and going into March Madness, they played so a lot better. More more team basketball, putting everything on the line like it was their last game. I say Miami will finish top three or top four in the ACC. I don't hate that take. Want to write it down on sticky note? Yes, I do. Oh, it's over there. Duke's first true test is going to be Kansas. I mean, it is home, so they'll have that going for them. They got to remember, 
Duke's schedule all year round, like, started off, they only get one good test, and then they'll go on, like, play nobody until... I wouldn't say necessarily nobody's. I mean, they play Oregon State, who... They've been decent. They uh, they have. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Just, just disagree with what I said. But their next true test after Kansas will be Ohio State. Yeah, because Ohio State, for them not even being ranked, I think... By the time they do play them, which is the end of November, around Thanksgiving, yeah, Ohio State could be ranked. Depending on what Duke does against Kansas, they could be lower in the rankings. Because I, I can see Kansas just kind of blowing them out of the water right there. And then nothing really happens until ACC play starts against Wake Forest December 20th. Yeah. So they'll, what it looks like, they'll have time to, to, to come together and play, and play as a team before ACC, ACC play. Yeah. So they have, they have from November 7th when they play Jacksonville. It's a Monday night game, 7 o'clock. Until... Whoa. Actually, ACC play f- starts for them December 3rd. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Boston College. BC at home. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be anything too too hard for them. If it is, I would be very surprised. But I, I, don't, I don't see that. I really don't. Never, you never know, man. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of shaking up going on in college basketball now. Everybody's not going to one team anymore. Oh yeah, here we go. This is the team we want to talk about. UConn Huskies. Our first true test is going to be Oregon. Ah, that's going to be fantastic. You know why? Where at? Um, it might be one of those mid-season tournaments. The Phil Knight Invitational. I was so yeah, because I think around Thanksgiving everyone always goes to like a, a tournament type thing. Because like last year we were able to play Auburn, Michigan State. Um, I think it was USC. Of course, we beat Auburn and and USC, but we lose to Michigan State. What day is that game? November twenty fourth. We actually have a decent, decent little schedule going here. And then we start Big East, Big East play December 17th against Butler. Where's our, where's our Villanova games? Oh boy. Y'all are playing in Portland. Oh boy. We're playing in Portland. Yes. Phil, the Phil Knight Invitational game is in Portland. Mm. I mean, at least it's on ESPN too, <laughs> so I get to watch it. And then everything else should be on the. Actually, 
Piggies goes on Fox, so it should probably be all these games could probably be on FS1 for me. Yeah, man. Oklahoma. I mean, I I I don't hate this little stretch of Oregon, Oklahoma State, Florida. I really like that. Because Florida, yes, they haven't been the Florida that's basketball true, team. That's a true test for y'all. Yeah, Florida hasn't been like a the basketball team of old, but they're still they're still a very good basketball program. Yes, they are. And then Oklahoma State. I mean, they had Kate Cunningham two years ago. True. They're still. I want to say they're they're horrible. So here's the funny thing. We faced Villanova very early on. Tell me where. XL Center. Oh boy. Ryan might have to go. Ryan might definitely have to go. To the Villanova game. Twelve twenty eight. Not too expensive either. But we so we play Villanova early on in Big East turn Big East play. Yes. Go through the whole Big East and we play Villanova last. Do you think you guys can split? I think we can. I think if we can get them early. I mean if we if we do good in the Phil Knight invitational, we beat Oklahoma State, beat Florida. Which I think we do beat Oklahoma State. Florida's gonna be a test down in down in Florida, down in the swamp. But I like our chances there. I really do. Yeah, it's in Gainesville. I don't know. I mean, we'll, let's look at Villanova's schedule now. Before we wrap this up, we got five minutes. Yeah. Let's talk about Purdue. Why Purdue? Purdue. Oh my! Purdue is a good team. They're overrated. Can I get your take on that? Yeah, you can. Uh, Purdue every year, they what are they? The Big Ten? They yeah, they they yes. play very good in the Big Ten. They they dominate the Big Ten most of the time. I mean, you have got you have teams like Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, Ohio State's not really a basketball program. Indiana, a couple like once every couple years, and then Illinois only recently has been playing very well. But Purdue. Consistently at the top of Big Ten competition. And consistently, every time, they lose in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Them getting to the Sweet 16 is is success for them. That's a success. True. They get to the Sweet 16, they get complacent, and they, and they go, okay, that's all we need. And then they lose in the Sweet 16. Purdue is so overrated. It's not. It's it's just terrible. I understand. That. I, I I I can't believe people think they're a basketball school, and then they just do that every single year. That's my take. I like it. Well, thank you. Anything else? Mm, no. No. Because everything else is actually the same. Any conference winners to throw out there that you think are like definite conference winners? UNC will win the ACC. Oh, see, now I got to go to the ACC. Hold up. 
I don't hate it. Oregon will win the Pac-12 again. Ooh, Pac-12. I don't know. Arizona's good. UCLA's good. USC is always traditionally a good basketball program. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the Big 12. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. I'm going to go with my gut. Kansas wins the Big 12 again. This is a tough one. It is a tough one. I got, I'm picking out of Kansas and Baylor. I don't see nobody else that will be, will be there besides Texas. I think Oklahoma State's going to end the year in the rankings. They'll probably end the year in the tournament. Mm-hmm. TCU, I just don't know enough about this team, I don't, if I have to be honest. I don't know a lot, but... <clears throat> I know they made the tournament last year. They lost in the first round to Marquette. But I don't understand why would they rank 14th. I can't tell you that. Texas yeah, Tech, I think that. they're overrated. Yes. I don't know why they're 25th. I, I'll tell you right now, Texas Tech, during middle... Not even... Yeah, middle. Middle of the season. Yeah. They would not be in the top 25. No. But by, by, by the time January hits, they, they won't be in the top 25. Yeah. I believe that. You know, it's the committee's way, man. West Virginia's not bad either. They, have, they still have Bob Huggins over there. Yeah, oh, they're no. not. Wait, is he the football coach? Mm. No, he's the basketball coach. Yeah. They're not bad. I just don't think they get the recruits anymore. They did get a transfer. They did get a transfer. Okay. Joey Tucson from Iowa. Ooh, he wasn't too bad over there. He wasn't bad at Iowa. He was not bad at all. They might have a run this year. I'll say they make it to the semis in in the Big 12. Big 12 basketball is very fun to watch. I will say that. Big 12 basketball is like the most competitive. Might might be after ACC. No. That goes to the Big East. We get slept on every year. Yeah, I do get something every year. In the Big East. Because there's nothing happening over there. What do you mean there's nothing happening? What's happening over there? Champions. Oh, Lord. The best basketball oh, in college basketball. That, that's, why, that's how basketball is supposed to be played. The Big East. Big East. Elbows getting thrown. We'll, 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 end, we'll end the segment on this. Big East. Let's go to the Big East. Okay. Oh, no. You're going to disappoint me. You're going to make me angry. We have Butler, Creighton, DePaul, Georgetown, Marquette, Providence, Seton Hall, St. John's, UConn, Villanova, and Nate Xavier. Yeah. Except for DePaul and Butler, all very good teams. Or very good programs. Now, I know you're from Connecticut. Oh, my God. And I know you want UConn. UConn's winning UConn the Big East. the Big East. They are winning the Big East. But I'm going to tell you right now. If you tell me Nova... Villanova will be winning the Big East for the third year in a row. I'm just going to have to disagree. Although, Seton Hall is going to be underrated. They had the coach from, oh, my God, what, what was the team? The St. Peter's. The coach from St. Peter's, he went from St. Peter's to Seton Hall. Trying to turn that program around. He's just going to turn that program to New York, New York kids again. That's all he's going to do. So? St. Peter's went to the Elite Eight. You think they're going to be Villanova? Seen Hall? 
Good coaching, you never know. Villanova won the Big East. You're terrible. That's disgusting. When we come back, Phil, Nick, and Julia will be joining me. Talking a little bit of NHL action going on. This is Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked. This is Chris Gawardy, host of Fit the Vibe and co-host of The Huddle. You're listening to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Keep it locked. Boy, me, what kind of spell did you put on that mogul radio to make it play such awesome music? It's not magic. I just have it tuned in to 90.7 FM WCLH. They play the best in metal, alternative, hip-hop, EDM, and more. No spells required. Wicked. Hey, this is Ryan from The Letterman on 90.7 WCLH. Remember to keep it locked. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Why are you still talking about UConn? Because UConn would never be in the picture. <laughs> what's your team? UConn would never be in the picture. What's your, what's your team? I don't have a basketball team. Good. The Nets stink on ice. <laughs> You're a Nets yeah, fan. I, I know I'm a Nets fan. We do stink. Stinks on ice. Sorry about that. We really... Wanted to talk about Villanova, UConn with me. Uh, so it got me a little going. <laughs> We're back here <laughs> on the Letterman at 90.7 WCOH. In case you ever missed the live action, of course, you can find us on Spotify at WCOH Letterman and on social media on Twitter and Instagram at WCOH Letterman. I'm joined here by Philly. I'm not ever going to call you that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. That was bad. <laughs> um, but Phil Erickson. Julia, how's it going? I mean, I think today's going pretty good so far. I think it is, too. And, of course, your boy, Nicholas Valpone. You know who it would be. It's Nicky V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was sick. <laughs> Long time in the making. A lot of work put in. <laughs> well, that was the first day. <laughs> you come in, you're like, yo, play this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy. I need my hotkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here to talk some hockey. Um, first of all, let's give a little congrats to Phil Kessel. 
breaks the record. <laughs> there you go, Cookie Monster. Cheeseburger Phil. Um, broke the record for most Iron Man records, so most games in a row. Thirteen played. years, man. Good for him. Wow. And he got his four hundredth goal. I would I always would have thought Yager would have had that that uh Iron Man. But Philly Kessel. <laughs> Any thoughts? It was just so hard, guys get hurt, guys that get suspended, like it's honestly impressive for, you know, all the the hard time that Phil Kessel takes for, you know, so called being out of shape or and whatnot. You hear all the, the stories that may or may not be true, but nearly a thousand games in a row, that's an incredible feat in any sport, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget too, this man had cancer at one point in time. So, like, that's pretty awesome for him to be able to do that and come back from all of that and play almost a thousand straight games. Oh, like, yeah. that's that's a huge commitment to be able to do that. Yeah. So, congrats, Phil. The only thing I would have I'm sad about is that it was in Vegas, which is like, you know, oh, it's not to, where you would picture Philly to be. No. But as Phil mentioned earlier this morning, it's a lot better to have it in Vegas. Than in a local sports gym in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. I mean, it's brand new. It's nice. It only seats five thousand, but it's a college hockey rink. So you know, you hear a lot about the players in Arizona not being happy about playing a facility like that. Honestly, love the fact that it's in Vegas. You know, I don't think it could be in a better place than Vegas, unless it's you know Madison, Wisconsin, where the guy grew up. So yeah, um, they're gonna put on a show for him, and I think. You know, 10 games from now when he hits that 1,000-game mark, there's going to be a giant reception for him, Vegas-style, that I think will blow us away. You know, that's a good point. I think they added Vegas into the league to be an attraction, a hotspot city that people want to see. And, you know, now looking at it, it is probably good that this ended up here for Philly. And so, wait, Vegas. he's at 990. Yes. Uh, I thought it was 900. No, 990. The notification I got was wrong. Was it from ESPN? It was from ESPN. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because it said 900. And I was like, I thought he was already past 900, but good for him. <laughs> um. give him anyway. <laughs> so. Actually, so funny story is Kessel will play his 1,000th game against the Coyotes. <laughs> oh, boy. In, in Vegas? It's in Vegas, though, yes. Okay, not, thank God. It's not at ASU, but uh, yeah, that'd be pretty funny if we were just talking well, about that. Well, he's got to make it there first. Let's Let's... Let's hope he gets. I mean, that. if he watch, he'll make it to nine ninety nine, and then they'll take off. Then take hey, off. Yeah. They'll just be like, "Yeah, no, I'm done." He go to the heart attack grill. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, that's the that's the burger place over there. It wasn't implying that he was gonna get a heart attack. No, that's what I'm Good. Saying, the place where you, like, I mean, if he could eat that amount food. of hot dogs, I don't think a hamburger is gonna kill him. So, at least he has that going for him. By the way, I don't know if. You guys would know this, but have you seen any videos from, like, Arizona, like, their hockey, home hockey rink? What do you mean? Oh, wait, they haven't played home yet. Yeah, uh, of ASU <laughs> games. Literally. Literally, I saw the first goal. Shane Doan's kid scored the first goal at ASU at home because they had got all the Saturday night games. So Arizona can't play on the weekends there, so that's why I haven't had a home game yet. That's terrible. That is so bad. 
But I, but I will say this: watching a college game there, they sell out, pack crowd, like it's unbelievable. Like, I got to think if you're like an 18 to 22 year old kid playing in the NHL there, I'm sure you can find some upside to playing in Arizona for sure. Yeah, but for the guys who are 35, it's like ah. Uh, I don't know. I think it would be sweet though, because like the atmosphere in there has to be crazy, because it's just like all everybody's on top of each other. I guess, but again, it's only five thousand. It's not like twenty. What if people just go there to you know, like I need to get a little cold. Let me just go to the rink, cool down a little bit. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with going to the rink and flip flops, going for a skate, coming back out, being warm, <laughs> and. And at worst, I mean, if it's beats being in Winnipeg, Manitoba in the middle of December, I'll tell you that. That's fair. Uh, wait, you're from? Wisconsin. Oh, okay. All right. You had a little hockey flirty. I was going to ask. If, then where's Dr. Philly from? <laughs> Dr. Philly. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, man. Nick, Nick over here likes to give uh, nicknames out to people. Steve, was it Yukoski? Yeah, Did Steve Yukoski. Steve, we gave him Stevie Wonder. Now, Doctor Philly over here <laughs> drinking his Wilkes water. I don't even know what what that is. <laughs> it's a dragon drink from Starbucks. Oh, the Dragon Force fruit drink. Dragon fruit. Chris actually, before <laughs> I was over with Chris, and he told me that it looks like a fake drink. That it's like not real. It looks so. like there's glitter in there. <laughs> You know, like, like if you go to Five Below, they give you, like, the thing. It's, like, the mixture of water and glitter, and you put it in a ball, and you can bounce it, and it glows up. That's what it looks like in there, like a little potion. That's a cold take. <laughs> Here, wait, wait, wait. How about this one? Naughty, naughty. Yo, who? <laughs> I thought we made these. Who made that? That was Borat. Thanks, Sasha Baron Cohen, for that one. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk hockey. <laughs> uh, the Boston Bruins—they uh, they look pretty good at the hockey thing, I would say. You know, uh, six and one, lead the league in points four, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken though. Tied with the Penguins there. You know, them and the Penguins, top of the NHL in points four, and it makes sense as both teams playing really well. Taylor Hall had the game winner the other day, too. That was pretty neat. And OT, what was it, like 20 seconds left? Maybe last, maybe like 10 or 11. Yeah. So. Yeah, nice pass from Pasternak to the back door. They're just playing really good hockey right now. Yeah, especially down players for sure. I think the gold tendons are doing pretty well, too. Gibby, Gibby in between the pipes. Gibby plays for Anaheim. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, Thanks, Billy. That might have been the highlight of my day. <laughs> you know, I was it's watching way the, man there. <laughs> I was watching the uh, the Rangers Colorado game last night. Very entertaining. What I took away from it, Artemi, Art Artemi Artemi Panarin. There you go. Do you know what his nickname is though? Well, I know he's French. That the, no. He that doesn't really matter in this case. I know. I was just. I saw. Cause, well, he he made the shootout goal, and then they showed a picture of a woman holding a big baguette. Right. <laughs> that's exact. That actually has like stuff to do with this. Is so you the, don't know what his nickname is. The baguette. I don't know. <laughs> that might be what I'm. It's the bread man. Oh, that's close. 
<gülüyor> the baguette. The baguette. <gülüyor> the baguette. <gülüyor> uh, but no, his his shootout goal. So first of all, who made the goal beforehand? Because I know McKinnon went, Landis Gog went. Not Landis Gog. He's not on the Landis team. Landis hurt right now. I was going to say, or he's hurt. Dude, this man knows everything. Dr. Philly. Phil's out here with the fact <laughs> checks today. I forgot who made the goal before, but it was last like last series of the shootout. Colorado went down. They scored. So it's like, okay. They gave it to Arte- Artemi, Artemi, Artemi Panarin. Beautiful, beautiful goal. I Now, I, I need help describing it because he went like this. Here, Phil. You ready? He went forehand. No, he did a forehand. Yeah, he comes in slow. He kind of stick handles a little bit of a shot fake. Backhand. Right to the, right to the backhand, open there that. See. Just like he drew it up. Forehand, backhand, you know, I was there. That's that's pretty. That's, that's beautiful hockey right there. I was, telling our, I was telling our own Reggie Searle, that's, that's, you can't draw that up. You can't paint a picture about Buddy's that. But he's got nice mitts. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I would like to just say that the Wild beat the Canadians last night. They did. Yeah. Just just wanted to throw that out there. I just want to score that game. 4-2? Bad day to be a Habs fan. Listen, this is a rebuilding year. That makes sense. Yeah, he's been hot. He's the only one that, you know, wants to play hockey. I don't know what happens to Suzuki and them, but you know. You know what? We're tied with Tampa Bay, though. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't get Tampa Bay right now. It's so hard to believe. They don't. They don't. They don't look good. It, like I haven't. I've only watched one of their games. It was that game against the Flyers last week. But man, this is not the team we saw in the Stanley Cup final last year. This is a much different team. Nice little 5-1 win for the Creighton against the Sabres, though. How about that? Actually, I worked that game yesterday. Um, this, I was actually surprised. I didn't know the score of the game before I started working the game. This was a dominant effort by Seattle. This was just making the defense on the Buffalo Sabres. Guys like Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power, supposed to be elite, elite defensemen, making them look... You know, not as good as they they have in the past couple of weeks. This Pedestrian, would, some yeah, might say. Some would say just so many odd man rushes, so many turnovers in the D zone that you don't see from the Sabers because they've been really good as of late. Um, you know, would love to see lo- would love to see what they were doing the night before, the <laughs> night before the game because this is not the Sabers team we've you know come to watch the first few games of the season that's been dominating other teams throughout the East. You know, uh, even talking on Seattle like. They are getting it done even without the household names. Like Jordan Everly has n- put up nothing, and they're still winning games with a sub- substantial margin over like Buffalo and stuff. Like I think that's you know how Vegas, you know, when you're a new franchise and you just get hot. I think this might be a little, little ignition for them. I don't think so. I mean, I think Vegas gave us a false profit. On all these new teams, we're like, oh, you're a new team. We expect you to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. If you don't, then you're not good. That that's what you Vegas Vegas basically set that standard, which is it sucks that they set that standard, but that's what they did. 
So Seattle last year, that's what we should expect from expansion teams. Right. You know? What what, what did they get? 60, 70 points? Not even 70. Maybe. I mean, it made a tough year. Yeah. Tough year. It was, I mean, the first year as existence. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, watching last night, Daniel Sprong in a big game, three points, was all over the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, their power play looked really good. I think two power play goals for Seattle last night. Really nice one by, by McCann. Um, but you just kind of see the speed they play with. I know you said no points for everybody last night, but he was, you know, everywhere. he was everywhere last night. He, I mean, they, they transitioned the puck so fast. And they attack teams so off those turnovers, like I said, that if you're gonna give them turnovers and give the way the puck, like you did last night, like Buffalo did, um, you know Seattle's gonna make you pay for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I, I think I can say this, and we can all agree with this: we're just looking for progress with Seattle this year. If they make the the playoffs, that's a success. I don't see them winning or making it through the top three of their division. I mean, it's hard for them not to go in a positive direction since where they were last season. Exactly. I mean, I've seen teams go worse. Yeah. I cheer for the one. Flyers. I cheer for one of those teams. Honestly, I could see this team, like, based on how the Canucks have been, the Ducks have been, the Sharks, the Kings. I mean, the Oilers aren't – Oilers are playing average at best right now. But, I mean, this Kraken team should finish fourth or fifth in this division at minimum because they're a far better team than the Sharks, the Ducks, or the Canucks. They're not playing well right now. Um, so if they can just sneak wins out against, you know, teams like throughout the division, but I expect the Oilers to come back in. But, you know, this team keep playing like that. They could sneak into a wild card spot. 100%. They also have Matty Beneers. I would just like to point that out. He is going to be awesome, and I can't wait for this year with him. He already has three goals in eight games and six points in eight games in just the beginning. I'm so excited to watch him play this year. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition to Seattle, and I think that if Seattle happens to sneak into the playoffs, he's going to have a major part to do with it. How old is he? Yeah, he's a he's a 2002. He was only born oh, wow. like two months before me, so he's... Nine. 20. Well, he's 20. 20. He's 20. Yeah. Still a, still a kid, so he's great, though. Some might say the face of the Kraken. I would say that. That's what they're hoping for. Hopefully, yeah. 100% caller. I think definitely a caller trophy candidate this year. Got to keep an eye on. What, what's going on with Vancouver? Now that, now that I'm looking at it. I mean... Players only meeting three games in. You got the GM talking about the coach. I mean, That's bad. after after hours, it is it is not good. I haven't seen a team like this kind of fall fall over itself. You know, this much this far into the season. I mean, not even having a win yet. Um, and you know, Quinn Hughes hasn't played the last couple of games. This is. Not looking good, and I don't know if they can bounce back from this without major changes to either player personnel or coaching staff. Uh, I think they're just – I can't even – they're not even on the surface right now, Marty. Look look at this. No no news or nothing. It's just absolute silence. I think – <laughs> I'm just going to pass the mic. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a whole ton to say about them. I think that they're off to 
a not good start. And they got to make some major changes right now in their mentality to be able to come back from this and get it going for the season. I'll, I'll leave it with this. If, you know, they have the captain of the team, Bo Horvath, who's up for a contract extension. Um, you know, even with the cap going up next year, that's a significant number. But if you're Bo Horvath, is this the team you really want to sign to long term? I mean, JT Miller just did for the next eight or nine years, and he's probably thinking to himself, how are we going to turn this around? And I'm making all this money, and I'm the one taking the heat at, you know, the Apple Orchard or whatever it was I saw on the news. Is it JT Miller um, or Bo Horvat? But in a Canadian market, when you're not playing well, it is not fun to be there if you're uh, a Canucks player right now. Nothing. nothing. He's got nothing. Okay. Um, sure you do. Shout out uh, J.P. Lynham. He is the only Canucks fan I've ever met in my entire life. Wow. Um, Good for him, I guess. Is Besser hurt right now? I don't think he's... He did? I was going to say, because I think he was out the beginning of the season, and I don't know. I feel like they're just not having a lot of luck right now, which is, like, surprising to me, but... Yeah, he, um, I feel like, has had a pretty big impact on the team in the past. And I just feel like all the guys that should be making an impact right now aren't. I'll end the Vancouver talk with this, because I think we've already talked too much about him. But Connor Bedard, first overall pick, Vancouver boy. This might be a good thing for Vancouver if they're going to tank like this. You know, if if everything's going to tank, flip everything. Let the Sedins coach. <laughs> I did see, too, that only three defensemen had an A grade in the 2023 draft class, which I think is pretty interesting. So it's going to be a very forward-heavy draft, I believe, this year. I mean, the be fair is also not even November yet. The draft is what? End of June? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it starts to matter now. Yeah, well, for you it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like after November 1st, if you're out of the playoffs, it is like – a substantially low number to get in the playoffs if you're already out of it by November 1st. Really? That's how that's how tight it is. That's how hard it is to win in the NHL the past few years. I just want to say that if the Canucks suck this bad the whole year and they end up with Bedard, I won't complain. Fair enough. <laughs> Will Valpone, take the mic. Is it who I think it is? I think it's time. Why else would... Volpone be here if it's not time to talk about your Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, hey, hey, everyone's talking about the Philadelphia Phillies, the Eagles, the Broad Street Bullies. Right now, they're getting beat up. They're they're hurting. They are hurting right now. JVR, oh come on, man, JVR. I'm not gonna say he is like our backbone, our franchise, but you know we get rid of Giroux. We really aren't. First off, why don't we why don't we sign Johnny Hockey? But that's another discussion. Because he later. wanted to go to Ohio. Ohio he so said he wanted to come to Philly. He would have he would have came he would have came if we signed him. But all right, anyway, <laughs> JVR's hurt. Scotty Lawn's going through surgery. It's just yet again situation in between the pipes isn't solid. It's it's a Philly. What do you Philly mean it's not dream. solid? You guys have the lowest goals against in the in the league. Mid-season. Just wait till the, the middle of the season. I believe in Kata Hot. Yeah, but he's a... 
You don't like John Tortorella? You don't like what oh, he's doing? I love the man. I love everything about them, but you gotta, you gotta acknowledge when you're taking the bumps and some bruises. And right now we're taking the bumps and a bruise or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I like. I really like this team. Um, they do have to some watch. tough injuries right now. Farabee's out. Like you said, Van Riemsdyk's out. But they have some really good young players. I mean, Kevin Hayes is playing really well. Um, point of game player. Carter Hart's been great in that. Tony D'Angelo has been a fantastic addition in the offseason. I know you didn't get Johnny Hockey, but you got another South Jersey guy to add to the lineup. So I'm not sure you guys can complain much about this start. And if it keeps progressing, like you're going to be happy with the season and whether you make the playoffs or not. Listen, as a Philadelphian sports fan, I'm going to give you the rundown. You always got to have the expectations at rock bottom because if you have them too high, they'll always find a way to disappoint. So You're not wrong there. Um, You're completely not wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If Philly doesn't burn the city down in the next <laughs> week. Yeah, it might not exist anymore in a week. But um, if it does... I think Philly hockey is going to be real fun to watch this year. I mean, he's already there. I mean, when the Eagles won a couple years ago, they didn't burn down the Wells Fargo Center. Or baseball fans are built different. Also, they're just they just want a reason to celebrate. Like the Eagles' uh, Super Bowl fiasco was probably like, oh, that was amazing. We need to. We need to top that now. And this, the Phillies winning would be their chance. I don't know. If the if Phillies win the World Series and the, um, the Eagles keep playing the way they do, the only thing standing on that city block might be Xfinity Live. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a friend that lives down by Philly, and she told me that the cops were already <laughs> greasing the poles and stuff like that around the city. So... Yeah. I, I think mean, that, that tells a lot about what's going to go down. Did you see how they celebrated the NLCS win? There were people just marching through the streets, throwing stuff everywhere. Philly started greasing the poles at 5 a.m. in yeah. preparation for that. 5 a.m. They did it for hours. People still climbed the poles. I mean, come on. It's Philadelphia. I mean, let's, get it, let's get it going, guys. Thank you, Steven. Stevie Wanda. Climb a pole... Grab a cheesesteak. You already know. Dr. Lee, how are you? Great to see him. That's the man. Man of the hour. Shout out, Dr. Lee. <laughs> I, have, I have no more final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we got. Uh, we're going to take a short little break. <laughs> when we come back, Reggie, Nick, Steven, Stevie. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> they are real superstitions. We'll be talking about college football. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WC. Wait, 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 wait. I want to, in honor of my first segment on the hockey, I want to give my first hockey lock to Philadelphia versus Florida tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! W. Lock it in, baby. Locked it in. First hockey lock. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH. Keep it locked. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is Ariel Reed, your station manager and programming music director here at 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Keep it locked. This is Jeopardy. I'll take best college radio stations for 3,000, please. All right, here's the clue. This 2018 Weekender Reader's Choice Best College Radio Station has been serving Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Hazleton for over 45 years, playing the best in alternative metal, hip-hop, EDM, and more. Uh, what is WCLH 90.7 FM? Correct. Be sure to keep it locked right here on 90.7 FM. You're listening to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton, Wilkes University Radio. Keep it locked. Safe snowmobiling requires good vision, balance, coordination, and reaction time. Using alcohol and prescription or illegal drugs affects these abilities and impairs snowmobile operation. Alcohol also lowers your body temperature, so it's a dangerous combination in winter weather. No amount of alcohol or drug consumption is ever safe when operating a snowmobile. So it's simple. Don't ride impaired. Brought to you by the American Council of Snowmobile Associations and the Federal Highway Administration. Visit snowmobileinfo.org. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, but I do know. I know that 90.7 FM plays the best in metal, alternative, hip-hop, EDM and more, and to keep it locked on 90.7 FM, WCLH, which serves the north, eastern Pennsylvania region. Did you just shout keep it locked? Oh. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Keep it locked. 90.7. Oh, there it is, guys. Keeping it locked. Keeping it locked. Oh. Uh, we're back. Back with a vengeance. I'm here with Reggie, Billy, Charles, Searle. I just have a two-word message real quick. I'm back. I'm here with Mr. Wonderful himself, Stevie Wonder. Ain't it wonderful, fellas? <laughs> and I'm here with Nicholas Valpone. You know who it be. It's Nikki V. <laughs> <laughs> Still my favorite part of the show, dude. I love so it. I don't know if you guys were aware, but Valpone has given out another lovely nickname. Uh, to Phil Erickson at the hockey segment, he's now going to be known as dr philly dr philly that's great after after the fact check on me i was like oh this guy he, I, I tell i knew this accent i knew he was a hockey guy saw the the shirt and then he fact checked marty i'm like oh this guy he knows his stuff he's the doctor dr philly love it loving it he's also on the hockey team here at wilkes so number 78 i'm guessing i 
I don't know. I saw it on his phone. I don't know. Oh, then maybe. Shout maybe. out, Dr. Philly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about college football. Woo! That was a lot. Yeah, baby. Sorry about that. I'm very sorry for all the ears of our listeners right now. <laughs> Just heard it outside. Uh, That's really funny. I love it anytime we get excited about something and then we all pause for a moment. The, just like to settle, and then we just hear it go on outside. It's one of my favorite things. It is awesome, I gotta say. It's also awesome having three mics so we can hear Billy. But blame it's not, Bob. It's not his blame fault. Blame Bob. It's not yeah, yeah, Bill's I, feel like, I feel like I broke it. Unbelievable. You break a lot of things, buddy. I break your heart. Oh. You know why? A heartbreaker. You know, you know, you know what? You know Hey, you think you're cute? Hey, I know I'm sexy. Listen, listen HBK. Weak. Whenever I'm around. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy, Tor. Sexy boy. There it is. There it is. Um, oh. we're talking 14th ranked Utah traveling to Washington State. Cougars. Yes, we are. Cougar hunting. Whoa. Have you ever have you ever Zach killed a Wilson? cougar and fed it to your family? <laughs> Stevie. Yes, sir. <laughs> give yeah, me a, ahead. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, give me I'll an outline up, for baby. the game. Give yeah, me yeah, no problem, guys. You take a look at these guys. Um, the quarterback play, I, I feel like it's been fairly similar. Rising, 1855 yards, 15 tutties, three interceptions. Ward for Washington State. Got a couple more interceptions with eight, but the yards and the touchdowns are fairly similar. But, I mean, Washington State, they had some pretty impressive play earlier in the year, but now that, you know, the season is kind of settled, the defense has kind of buckled a bit, their running game has really lacked. And then when you look at Utah, I mean, they're coming off a great upset win over USC. Um, I believe their only losses of the season have come to ranked opponents. So, yeah, Utah's on the road, and Washington State can hang with some teams, but just when I'm looking at it, I feel like the Utes have got this one in the bag for sure, and especially when you're looking at those points per game. I mean, it's t- plus 20. Just, plus 20. That's what I want to point out. This is a Thursday night game at home at 10 p.m. start on FS1. Ooh. So it's like 8 p.m. then? <clears throat> for them, it's 7 p.m. Come on, Stevie. Sorry, I don't think home field advantage comes into play on a Thursday night. No. I don't think it does either. I think kids are still, you know, doing their classwork, doing their homework. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, you know, going out to the bars on a Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. They probably yep. got some academic deal Academic weapons! On Thursday night, there's no academic weapons. <laughs> but... There's only academia on Thursdays. I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> anyway. I think uh, I think Utah's a I think Utah's a very good uh, football team as of late. I think they've been playing top tier football as of the last month. I would say they've they started off a little slower, but I believe they started to pick it up lately. They had that upset as Stevie was talking about. They did lose to UCLA, which I think that I thought UCLA was a lot better than they were until this weekend. I was not impressed. But, yeah, I think Utah's been playing very good football, so I think Utah's going to handle Washington State pretty well. I don't think they're going to have much of a problem with them. 
Score prediction? 45-17. I have to agree. I think Utah handles them pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, 17 is oh. a little, oh my God. little bit low. But give me Utah 37, Washington State 20. I'm going mean, to go field goal, man. We got a little bit of a 42 to 30 action. That's good. Loving it. Vicky, Vicky. All right. After hearing all you guys talk, I realized. And I think in the past three weeks, I don't think not one of us has called him Steven. I think it, we've just been saying Stevie. I so called. it sticks. He calls me Steven. Oh, Steven. You all right. Your score all, right, all, right. Relax. all right. All right. QB for. Uh, right in front of us. For last. I don't want to hear Cam Ward. Cam Ward. I think he's gonna have a a good a good game, but not good enough to get the job done. Oh. To put it to put it that way, uh, I hate that. 35, 35 10. Wow, that was impressive. Uh, we're going That's to Syracuse. Oh, Syracuse. Yeah. Go, go ahead and let them know about the Q Smart though. Um, they were not here Monday, but uh, I. I want to do something again, just so they know. Uh oh. I think you told me this though. I locked in Syracuse over Notre Dame. I love it. Of course you do. I love it. I know. You know. You heard my top five overrated Yankees <laughs> last weekend, or was that last week or a couple weeks ago? You say it what? once a month. And the Yankees are now at number one on that list. By the way, I would just like to put that out there. But Times well, that, that, that's a different segment for a different day. But um, yeah, I love that. That's a great pick, yeah. Martin. Notre Dame. All coming I'll off shake your hand, actually, for that one. Thank you. Uh, the awful loss to Stanford, I'm done with the season. I'm yeah, done. They okay? Stink. They stink on ice. Play oh. hockey. Oh, yeah. You stink on ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, it's more of a... Uh, and a... Season. Just a terrible season. I really think I got to add my WOW onto there. We can do it right after this if you want. All right. Well, we'll have to do it on Friday because I have to go be an academic weapon. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Ah, Weapon. Weapon. So, yeah. Syracuse earned my respect last week against Clemson. I wish they finished in the fourth so they could have got that win. Could have stirred up the pot a little bit, but Clemson did end up getting the win. I think Syracuse comes home. The riding, I, I, I would say you can't be upset with that loss last week. Yes, you were winning the fourth, but it is Clemson, so you got to you got to look at it, and you got to go. We can compete with anybody. And Notre Dame coming to coming to the fold. They're not looking good this year. I got Syracuse thirty four, Notre Dame fourteen. Yeah, I mean, I certainly think Syracuse is going to come out on top here as well. Uh, I mean, the. Quarterback play for Cuse has been fairly underrated. I mean, Trader's having a pretty good season. 1,600 yards, 13 tutties, only four picks. Um, and I feel like they're ha- they have a fairly underrated run game, I would say. Um, yeah, averaging just over 175. And, I mean, their defense is playing great, Syracuse. Like you said, they were leading to the fourth against Clemson. Not that you're happy about any loss, but you're not super upset. It's Clemson, right? So I definitely think Syracuse is going to come out on the win here. Give me Cuse 29, Notre Dame 17. Michael Mayer is a god, by the way. I just want to let everyone know that. I'll go real quick. That way we can hear the man himself. But <clears throat> I, th- I'm just not a fan of Notre Dame. Like uh, I would be honest, they had their great seasons, yes, but I don't think this four and three team comes in being the six and one Syracuse team. 
No, like I said, I love the lock. A few weeks ago, I remember we were sitting here after Syracuse had beaten NC State, and we said, wow, they might be legit. I didn't say that. Well, no, the, the eyebrows were starting to be raised. I remember this. My eyebrows are not raised. And then we said that the test, well, at least I did then. I'm sorry. The test was the upcoming game against the Clemson Tigers, and I think that Syracuse passed that test fairly fairly. I wouldn't say that they aced it. It was a they, minus. they played a good they played a very tough, gritty football game. They showed a lot of grit. I mean, they did blow it in the fourth quarter, but in the end that just comes to talent. Clemson has more talent than Syracuse. Clemson is overall a better football program than Syracuse. But I think Syracuse is legit and I think that Notre Dame is fraudulent. I think they stink. I think Marcus Freeman stinks. I think Rudy stinks. I think Joe Montana stinks. I think everything about Notre Dame stinks. Besides, I like Ireland. It's pretty cool. The Irish. Did you say Joe Montana? Well, that that was that was that was kind of an. Did you say Rudy? Yeah, Rudy stinks. I think we all. So we're moving on to Penn State, Ohio State. I'm done. No. No one can even hear you right now. I muted your mic. After that ridiculous statement, say that Rudy's not a good football movie. Ah! Thanks, Stevie. Stevie. Thanks, Steve. Stevie there you go. I like your singing today. I'm just singing mode. I got the groove. Jesus. Where are we going now? Penn State? We're going to State College. Cool. Your own cool. Jack Settlement. We are! Creator of uh, Snapback Sports. He's also going to be there. So, any... Uh, any... Jack Settlement fans, you can see him there. Do you have no clue what I'm talking about? Absolutely not, Martel. Nope, okay, cool. Me neither. He's a he's a social media guy. That's fun. Yeah. An influencer. Yeah, somebody say an influencer. He's a content creator, huh? All right, let's let's, let's hop into guy. this, guys. We're talking. It's Ohio State, guys. We're talking about C.J. Stroud, who fittingly 2,023 yards on the season, 2,023 upcoming draft. Also, 28 touchdowns, only four picks. I mean, they're going off. They've got a great defense. It's Ohio State. But, but, this is a rivalry game. Woo! This is one of those games. We all know it. We've all seen it throughout the years. And, I mean, the quarterback play for Penn State's been all right. You know, Clifford, 14, 45 yards, three touchdowns, only three picks. They have a pretty good run game. Their only loss comes to ranked Michigan, which, of course, it comes to Michigan. Michigan's playing great this year. Shout out to my boy Billy Searle over here. It's great to be. A Michigan Wolverine. Michigan Wolverine. And, yeah, I just think that this is going to be a super close game. I do think... That Ohio State's going to win the game. Wow. But I can't be surprised at an upset because, like I said, it's one of those games. It's at Penn State, but going to be a close one. Give me Ohio State 38, Penn State 36. Can I say one thing? The spread is at 15.5 for Ohio State. Crazy. I want your prediction before mine. Well, then we'll get – we'll live up Volpongo. I want to end it. I voted for Penn State, and they lost. When? Against Michigan. Okay, first of all, that was your fault. Relax. Was so now I'm going to vote for Ohio State and see what happens. Well, like I said, Billy Searle, can you say your favorite line in the show? W-O-W, that one? No, the second one. If I was a betting man... 
which I am not, the spread, I believe, is at Ohio State minus 15 and a half. Yes, it that is. That is correct. Mr. I, Martin, what would you do? I would take the underdog here in Penn State at 15 and a half. They're covering for sure. They're going to cover. And let me tell you, good teams win, great teams cover. But not only is this team going to cover, oh? they're going to win. Oh! I love it. I love it. I think that calls for the first W-O-W moment of the show. But, unfortunately, kills me. I'm going to have to disagree. That's fine. And here's why I'm going to have to disagree. The team in red, you know, I'd rather be dead than red. That goes for Ohio State and the team down the road over here. But, yeah, I do have to admit, I got to give credit where credit's due. The team that I hate is a very, very, very good football team with a very dangerous offense. And I'm going to be honest, I was talking to a couple of my buddies about this yesterday. We were talking college football, and we were talking Big Ten, and we were talking SEC. And I said, you know what, right now, this year in the Big Ten, the Big Ten is good, but there's only two teams, in my opinion, on the Big Ten that are on a different level than the rest. And in my opinion, I think that's Ohio State and Michigan. I think that they're playing football at a level that none of these other teams are able to hang with. I do think Penn State would cover if I was a betting man, of course, which I'm not. But I don't think I don't think Penn State's going to be able to catch up to C.J. Stroud in that Buckeyes offense. Unfortunately, I mean, trust me, nothing, and I mean nothing, would make me happier if you were correct with that prediction. But uh, and I'm rooting for Penn State, 100% rooting for him. But I, th- I think Ohio State wins this game, 30 to 20. I'm gonna go Penn State, 31. Ohio State, 27. Good. <sighs> Moving down to uh, huh? The Wolverines. No, we're going down to uh, like where's the stadium? Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Um, I, I, I'm happy it's telling me where in Kansas it is. Oh, here we go. Um, nope, still doesn't tell me. Nope, Manhattan, Kansas. We're going to Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, the number ninth ranked Ohio State, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Oh my God, I'm messed. I'm messed today. Uh, going to the 22nd ranked Kansas State Wildcats. Volpongo. No, Stevie. Stevie starts. Fine. Stevie. Say less. Uh, I mean, you got you guys know me. You know I'm a fan of the Oklahoma State Cowboys this year. I mean, Sanders, he's he's playing. He's having a great year. I mean, 2,030 yards. It's a, it is a great success. 15 touchdowns, four picks. They've got a great passing game. Um, not that great of a pass defense, if we're being honest. Um, and at, for Kansas State, I mean, they've got a great run game. Uh, the passing offense, not so great. But there's a common theme between both of these teams. It's, th- it's that they both lost to TCU, right? Uh-oh. And listen, I've gone TCU the past two weeks in a row, so we can't do that again. We, we can't, you know. And, you know, I'm glad you're hitting the button, Martell, because one of these teams is going to come out of here with a win, obviously. Roll, one of these teams is going hunting. The Oklahoma State Cowboys are going hunting for some Wildcats, baby. And they're bringing it home. It doesn't matter that they're in the jungle in Manhattan. It doesn't matter. Give me Oklahoma State 
33, Kansas State, 23, keys out of the pocket, into the lock, boom. I love it. I love the fire. I love what the about intensity. the prediction? Score. He said 33-23. God, if you paid attention, you would now. I don't even know how I could even follow up after that. But I'm going with Oklahoma State as well. Um, they are just the pat. It's almost like the passion's leaving his body, and it's just everywhere for this team. That was quite a weird analogy there. Yeah, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna agree with Stevie on this one. Quick, I think Oklahoma State and Kansas State are two really good football teams. I just think Oklahoma State's the better one, and I think that's been shown. So I'm gonna go uh, Oklahoma State 45, Kansas State 35. Wait, let me go real quick. 28-14. You and your two touchdowns. By the way, also, I want to point out, Oklahoma State is the underdog in this game. If I was a betting man, (laughs) which I I am not, (laughs) I think I'm leaning towards the underdog. There's the woo. There it is. I just wanted to hear that. Um, I'm picking Oklahoma State. I think they win this pretty easily. They win by at least three touchdowns. Whoa. I don't know about three touchdowns. I'm going three touchdowns. K-State, they're done. I hope so. Do you want to know why, Martel? Because right now we're tied up, man. We're tied up in the locks. Did you know that? Listen, I'm going Syracuse. You're going Oklahoma State. Got the orange. Got the orange colors. We do. Who'd you like for the NFL this week? We'll we'll tell them Friday. We'll tell them Friday. Uh, I hope we don't like the same one because gonna come down to that i'm pushing for that although although it's uh pushing pee, Stevie. i'm so pushing p <laughs> carolina no carolina panthers no p like. yeah like panthers p no no like gonna like free gonna pushing p <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> what are you gonna do you know what you gotta do you just gotta naughty naughty Go to the big house, baby! Oh, yeah! It's Michigan State, Michigan time! Go ahead. Let him know. Let him know! You should go last. Well, I got to go to class, so... No, no, no. Yes, you do. You have eight minutes. Here's what we're going to say. The little brother's coming to town. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Low low you know what? It's a very big rivalry, and we hate Michigan State. But you know what? It's still like your little brother, so like you don't really actually hate your little brother. You just like to beat him up. And teach them lessons, which yeah, is what we do. Me. Which is what we do to our little brothers in Michigan State. Who are also three and four. Who are also, I would, I think they're worse than three and four. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how they're three and four. And it's despicable that they were ranked. Like I said before, Michigan and Ohio State. You guys can disagree with me. I don't think anyone has yet. Are on a different level than the rest of the Big Ten right, right now in this moment of the year. I know it's a rivalry oh, game, and trust me, I know that we have made. Some very big mental mistakes against Michigan State in the past. 2015, rings a bell. But here's what I'm going to say to Ding, you. ding, ding. I don't like to do this a lot. I hate doing this when it's my favorite team. But you know what? They don't leave me much choice here. It's great. It is great, great to, to be a Michigan Wolverine. It's great to be. A Michigan Wolverine, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Lock it in! Michigan over the little brother, 25-7. to 7. 
little brother, you cannot hang. You stink on ice! Ow! Stink on ice! With that being said, I, I missed you. I missed ice. you all. It was a sad week when I was out. We're feeling better now. But for now, gotta go be an academic weapon. Yes, Reggie out. It's great to be. Michigan wins this by two touchdowns. I'll tell you 35-21. Listen, it certainly is great to be. But it's like you said. I, I think Michigan's definitely going to win this game, but some mental mistakes are going to happen. It's going to be a close one. Give me Michigan 31, Michigan State 30. Uh, it would be a great day for an upset. It's a shame the game's played at night. <laughs> Michigan's going to win this one. I mean, the last time they played at night, there was a botched punt that led to a touchdown. In the Did big you house. miss the joke, Mart Martel? Wow, Mark. Wow, he's been fire towards UConn women's basketball program. But guess what? We make it to the Final Four every wow. year. Every year. So you can spit that fire all you want, Reg. Huh? You're going to be walking by. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something, Reg. Give him like 20 seconds. <laughs> We're moving on. We're going to we're going to Neyland Stadium, baby. Kentucky Wildcats traveling to the number three ranked Tennessee Volunteers. The Vols having a great season. They are. Some would say. I mean, look at Hooker, man. Two, two. Whoa, the quarterback. I'm kidding. No, you're fine. God. <laughs> You got me scared there for a second. I mean, 2,093 yards, 18 tutties, only one pick. And, of course, you beat Bama. Got to look great on the resume. Has to look great. They've got a great defense, especially that running defense. And they've also got a great run game along with the pass. I mean, Tennessee's playing great. Although, for Kentucky, Will Levis, a healthy Will Levis is back. 16, 35 yards, 13 tutties, five picks. They're coming off the bye. They've got a good defense so far this year. But... With that being said, it's in Tennessee. Tennessee's riding that Bama high. They just beat UT Martin or whoever. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry, Martell. It's got to be all volunteers here. Uh, give me Tennessee 38, Kentucky 27. Jesus, fall pound. Whoa, relax on me. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, I actually stumbled upon something I found very funny. Oh. And that is, there's actually a costume at Spirit Halloween of the goal, goal post or upright that they took from the field. That's awful. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, really, Martel, whatever. Tennessee wins. You score picture? 35 21. <laughs> 42 20. 20. 42 21. <laughs> wow. Three touchdowns. <laughs> oh, my God. There he is. Jack, Jack Howell. Oh, my God. How are you, Actually, Jack No, 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 no. Valpone, he's Judas now. As of what he did Saturday. You know what you did. You know what you did, Howell. Has a nice little, little chicken wrap in there, Jack Howell, huh? A little body armor. There's Walt. Oh, he's giving me the baby. I don't know why he's giving me the baby. Go home, Walt. Go home. Eagle, stay on ice. Whoa! What? Whoa, Get out of here! Whoa, what's going on here? Whoa! 
The slander? Sorry. For what? I will leave this room for right what? now. For what? Leave it then. Wow. Jack House still looking back at us. What a guy. Wow. The Eagle slander? What's this guy talking about? Um, That's what happens when, <laughs> when, you're, when your football team's a poverty franchise. Um, so this is what I gotta say about this game. I gotta say about this game. <laughs> it's gonna hurt me to say this about this game, but it's gonna hurt him. I like Kentucky. You know, I love Will Levis. You know, I've been a big Kentucky guy all year. As you know, you know. Yeah, we know. And Tennessee is a very good team, and I didn't think they would be this good, but they have surprised a lot of people. I mean, yeah. they're averaging fifty they points a game. You know, that is true. Um, this is gonna be a high-scoring game. Because I think Will Levis off the bye is going to come back with a lot of fire. And this offense is going to move. You, Kentucky's going to play a very good game. I agree. Um, and they're going to they're going to control the clock. I think Kentucky controls the time of possession. I think Will Levis has a very efficient game. The running game gets going. But. There's always a but. <sighs> Hendon Hooker. And Jalen Nyatt. They're, they're them dudes. They are those dudes. I'm going to go Tennessee. OT game OT winner. OT game OT winner. OT game winner. Whoa. 41. 38. I like it. I like the overtime prediction. I, ha- I had one myself. I think Kentucky gets, a, gets a field goal. And Jalen Hyatt says, that's it. It's a good call. I like it. I like the overtime. I like the overtime predictions. Thank you. Especially in college, the overtime games are so fun. Not in the NFL, though. Boring. Well, 13 seconds. 13 seconds is all Patrick Mahomes needs. Actually, we saw that he only needs 11 now. True in the uh, Bills game. Bills game. At the end of half. Uh, anything else to say, Mr. Uh, Nicky Meats? Um. All right, I'll leave you with, with something. Give us some motivational message right now. You know, the seasons are changing, and the leaves are dying. But when you go through change, you grow like the like the tree. So be a tree, not the leaves. Well, that was. I mean, that was. I'm feeling good, man. Wow. I'm feeling, I'm feeling I don't know what to do right now. Isn't it wonderful? Wonderful. Right. Ah! And they get to mute for the rest of the show. Uh, this is Letterman. We'll be back on Friday. We'll have more NFL, a whole hour of NFL from one to two. Of course, World Series preview talk, more NBA talk. I'm Ryan Martell. This is Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked.